Welcome back to the Nourished Mom podcast. Today we are talking about something that I think haunts the minds of all moms. How do you keep up with the mess and the cleaning? So I think there are two things that we pretty much can all agree on. So number one, we don't want to spend all of our time cleaning. And number two, but it feels really good when things are clean. So what is a busy mom to do? Well, here's what you're going to do. You are going to stick tight and listen to this episode so you can learn the strategies that will help you to keep up with the mess, to make it easier for you. So let's dig in. Mama, welcome to the Nurse Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to ditch the mom stress through renewed mindsets, healthy habits, and balanced nutrition. God is calling you to a life of peace, joy, and rest, even during this crazy season when kids are tugging at your legs, you can't get a minute to yourself, and you feel like you have a million things to do. So if you are ready to leave the stress and busyness behind and step into the goodness that God has for you and your family, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some Play-Doh, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 20 minutes while we dig into today's show. Let's do it. Most moms fall into one of two categories. So first we have those self-proclaimed OCD moms who are constantly cleaning, they can't have a mess, and cleaning takes up a lot of their time. And then the second category of moms are the ones who are just so overwhelmed with the mess that they just really don't know where to start. So they don't. They kind of just gave up. But there are issues with both of these extremes, right? We don't want to live in one of these extremes. We want to have a balance between the two. Because if you're constantly cleaning, you're missing out on so many other things in life. And if you're never cleaning, well, then you're constantly going to be overwhelmed with the fact that your house is a mess. So it's so important that we have balance. And before we jump into the strategy, I really want to talk about mindset. So what a clean house is and what it isn't. So a clean house is efficient, right? You can find things, you have space to use to do the things that you need to and want to do. A healthy house is, no, a clean house is healthy Studies show that those with clean sheets and clean rooms actually sleep better. And studies show that an uncluttered, clean space helps you to focus, to feel calm and less anxious, so it's good for our mental health. And it can also help ease allergy symptoms for those of you who suffer with allergies. But what a clean house is not is that it's not a measure of your worth as a mom, as a wife, as a woman. And that can be easy to say, like obviously it's not a measure of my worth, but yet how many of us feel guilty when the house is messy? How many of us hide the mess when people come over or maybe don't even invite people over because we don't want them to see the mess? 
these types of things show that sometimes we are equating, is that the right word? It sounds so weird. Equating our worth to the cleanliness of our house. But guys, sometimes life is messy. Let's get real with each other and stop trying to hide the mess like it's not a natural part of life. Let's be the first to say that, yeah, sometimes my house is messy because sometimes I put other things before the cleanliness of my house or sometimes I get overwhelmed and I just can't get it done and that's okay. And you know what? It's okay if your house is messy sometimes too. So something that can really help us to get our mindset right around this is knowing our priorities, knowing our nourished necessities and what comes first. Our relationships, your relationship with God, with your kids, with your spouse, with your friends and family, those should always come before cleaning your house. And that sounds obvious, but how many times have we put off a phone call or put off a visit because we had to do the dishes or catch up on house cleaning? If we're consistently putting off spending time with the people that matter most, because we're too busy keeping up with house cleaning and things to do, then our relationships are going to suffer. And I can guarantee you that no one at the end of their life is going to look back and say, man, I'm so glad that I kept my house clean all these years. I mean, not that it's not nice, don't get me wrong, but what we're going to value is our relationships. So it's so important to understand the order of importance. Your relationships, your health, your mindset come before a clean house. We can take an example from the Bible in the story of Martha and Mary. So Martha and Mary were sisters who invited Jesus and his disciples into their home. And Martha was busy preparing a meal and keeping things, you know, preparing the things that you think you would have to do when you have visitors. And Mary, she wasn't helping. She was over with Jesus listening to him teach. And Martha got upset with Mary and was like, Lord, help me out, man. Look at my sister. She's being lazy. She's not helping. And Jesus said to Martha, 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 you are worried about many things, but Mary has chosen the good portion. Mary chose the most important thing. And guys, I didn't read that out of the Bible. So if I got the quote a little wrong, don't judge me. (laughs) So realize that it's okay. In fact, it's right. If sometimes you need to put off the cleaning to pour into your relationships, to take time for your health. But I know what you're thinking. That all sounds wonderful, but the house still has to get clean. I get it. So let's dive into some strategies that are going to help you get it done in a way that is not all consuming so that when your husband comes home to tell you about his day, you're not distracted doing the dishes or staring at the mess in the playroom, not even paying attention. All of your cleaning is going to live in specific places so you can focus mama on the things that are important that are right in front of you when it's time to. Okay, so you're gonna notice a reoccurring theme here because we talk a lot about habits, routines, and rhythms because they make your life, and the crowd says, easier, right? Your brain can go on autopilot. There's no deciding in the moment. You already know. You have a plan. It's easy. So my first strategy that I want to share with you is habit and routine stacking. So this strategy is probably one of my favorites when it comes to helping me keep my house clean. 
So habit and routine stacking is when you take a habit that you want to create or a routine that you want to create and you add it onto or attach it to a habit or routine that is already consistent in your life. So doing this makes it so much more likely that you are actually going to follow through with your new habit. So if you think of all of the cleaning tasks that you have to do, try to group them together as to what's similar. Maybe they're similar in that they occur in the same place or usually at the same time or they're like both sweeping or something like that. Can you attach a task that you need to get done that you're not so hot at to a task or routine that you already do and that you're like really good at? So for example, I was like really bad at keeping our litter box clean, like embarrassingly bad. Um, Like I would neglect it for weeks because it was in our basement, so it was easy to ignore. But then when I had to clean it, it was really disgusting and I just couldn't live that way anymore. So what I did was attach that new habit that I wanted to create of cleaning the litter box to my habit of putting the laundry in. Because guess what? My washing machine is already in the basement. I'm already going down there to do the laundry because I consistently, I'm pretty good at making sure I check if there's a load of laundry every day and if so, I put it in. So now, guess what? My litter box stays clean because I have been consistently cleaning it every time I go and put the wash in. And I linked these two habits together because they happened in the same place, both in the basement. So another example is that I really want to get better at keeping our car clean, mainly because my husband's always like, "Um, I can't believe that you can drive in this car because um, we don't keep it that clean. So the boys, I let them eat in the car because it's efficient and effective and They bring toys in the car. They bring books in the car. I bring food in the car. I bring lots of stuff in the car too. And what goes in the car usually stays in the car. And then we have a hot mess. So I really want to get better at cleaning the car. So I was trying to think, when am I in the car that I could clean the car? On a routine, consistent basis. So we go to co-op every Friday. And we're obviously in the car when we drive home. And we have a couple free hours after co-op where there's not, it's just downtime. So now I'm going to attach those two habits. We're in the habit, the routine of coming home after co-op. And now before we get out of the car, we're going to get into the habit of just cleaning up the stuff that was in the car. So this is a new one for us. So I will let you know how it goes if we stick with it. But I really, I love habit stacking because it barely seems like I'm doing any extra work, right? I'm already in the basement. I'm already in the car. I'm just doing five more minutes of extra work. So it really feels like nothing. But all those little nothings add up to something really big. So yay. Okay, so that's habit stacking. Where can you link up some tasks to and routines to things that you're already good at? So now let's talk about independent or standalone habits. Your habits can really make or break you, especially when it comes to cleaning. Are you in the habit of throwing your clothes on the floor or on the end of your bed when you get undressed? Or are you in the habit of putting them away? 
or putting them in the laundry? Are you in the habit of leaving your dishes in the sink when you're done eating? Or are you in the habit of putting them in the dishwasher? These little easy things that take a couple minutes make a huge difference in how much cleaning you have to do every day. So think about your messes. What is messy in your house? Is it your clothes? Is it dishes? Is it toys? Is it food wrappers on the couch? What habits can you create around these things that will help you keep the house cleaner? And remember that habits have three parts. There's the trigger, so something that's triggering you to go into the routine, the routine, what you're actually doing, and then the reward. And you want the trigger to be strong so that it actually works, that it actually prompts you to do the thing. So for instance, I really want to help my kids get into the habit of putting their clothes away when they take them off. Because right now they just take them off when they start to watch TV at night and throw them wherever they please. And then sometimes the the clothes are clean and now they're dirty because they're on the floor with the dog hair. But to say that the trigger would be when they take their clothes off wouldn't be effective for us because they usually take their clothes off, this might sound weird, when they sit on the couch, they leave their underwear on, may I add, (laughs) but they take their clothes off when they sit on the couch when they're about to eat their snack and watch a show before bed. Now, there's no way that they're going to bring their clothes upstairs into the laundry or into their drawer when they're doing this. It's just not going to happen. So what trigger can I use? And I'll tell you, I've tried just having them keep their clothes on because that would make sense and taking them off when they get into the bedroom, but that didn't go over very well. And that is not a battle that I feel is worth fighting. So how about before we walk up the stairs, everybody grabs their clothes, puts them away. And I don't need to grab my clothes because they're still on. Just wanted to add that in. But that would be an effective trigger because It makes sense, right? It's similar. The task is similar. We're already going up the stairs. So all you have to do is grab your clothes, bring them up the stairs with you. And what is the reward? Well, for me, the reward is that I don't have to pick up the clothes, but that's not going to really play out for the kids because they could really care less. And I do make them clean them, but they could care less. So what could the reward be that would help them to get into this habit? So in our house, we use a ticket system that works pretty well. So when we try to implement new habits, I'll give the kids a ticket for a reward. And then they save up their tickets for all of the things that we earn tickets for, like cleaning and new habits. And then they get to turn them in for something fun and cool that we do as a family. So that is their reward. So what habits can you implement yourself or with your kids or with your family that will help keep the house clean? And let me just add, don't try to do all of them at once. Just work on one or two at a time until you master it and then move on to the next one. Ooh, and I also want to tell you about one of my favorite habits. Um, It's called full hands in, full hands out. So if you've ever worked in a restaurant, maybe your boss used to tell you this. So the idea, so I learned it working in a restaurant. And what it was is, so if you're in the kitchen, you need to have full hands when you're coming out of the kitchen into the dining room. You should be bringing food or drinks or something with you out to the guests. 
And if you're in the dining room, you want to be bringing things into the kitchen that need to be there, like dirty dishes and glasses or whatever. So you should always have full hands coming in and out of the kitchen. And I use this in my house. So when I'm going from room to room, if I'm getting up off the couch to go into the kitchen, I think full hands in, full hands out. Is there anything in this room that needs to go into the kitchen? Or if I'm upstairs in the morning getting ready to go downstairs, same thing. Is there anything like cups or water bottles that need to come with me downstairs? And it really helps to keep the mess, um, you know, at a minimum. So the next strategy is to create daily and weekly cleaning rhythms. Where is your cleaning going to live? It should have a specific place in your rhythm. Because if you don't know where it lives, it's going to consume all of your day. There's like, right, there's always a mess. We know there's always a mess because we have kids. It's impossible for everything to be clean. So there's always going to be one more thing that you can clean up. And if you don't have specific times set aside for cleaning, it can easily consume your day and you can spend way too much time cleaning and neglecting other areas of your life. So carve out time to commit to cleaning. When can you do it? 10 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the afternoon, 30 minutes every Tuesday. Think of daily and weekly rhythms that can be specifically set aside for cleaning. I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but sometimes when the kids want to play pretend or something and the house is messy, I, I find myself like sneaking away and starting to sleep the floor. And they're like, mom, what are you doing? We're playing dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm definitely playing dinosaurs, but Mama Dinosaur has to clean up all of these dinosaur eggs that are broken on the floor right now. But that's not the mom that I want to be. I want to focus on the thing I'm doing. I want to be present. I want to do it well. So I want to have specific times for cleaning and specific times to put all my attention into my kids. Okay, some tips on where you can put your daily and weekly rhythms. Well, times of transition, those are usually a great place to add in a cleanup. Like after breakfast, you're already putting your plates away, so do a quick kitchen cleanup. Or before you go out to the bus, hurry up and do a living room cleanup or wherever it fits into your day. But usually a transition time is a great place to add it in. And then the other thing is think of routine stacking. So all of my cleanup times are stacked onto my meal times because you know what? I'm pretty consistent about eating our meals. So if I add our morning cleanup to breakfast time and our mid-afternoon cleanup to lunchtime, then I'm going to get it done. Okay, so the next strategy is to create consistent cleaning routines that fit inside of those daily rhythms. So remember, a routine is regularly doing a series of things in a fixed order. And routines work because they're easy. So you don't have to decide what to do. You already know what has to be done. So there's no stress over deciding. There's none of that. You just do it. So the way that I do it and the way that I teach my girls is that we do a brain dump of all of the cleaning tasks, all the things that need to get done, and then we plug them into the routines so that every task has a place inside of a routine to live. So we're not worrying about when it's going to get done. We're not distracted when we're supposed to be playing dinosaurs with the kids. We know when it's going to get done. So for example, 
my I always do my dishes before breakfast and before dinner. That is my routine. I always do my sweeping before dinner. That's where the sweeping lives. And all of my tasks are plugged into these routines and I do them in the same order every time. I, in the morning time, I start with my dishes, then I do the counters, and then I get set up for breakfast. I do it the same way every time because it's easy. Are you guys getting the hint that I really like to make this easy? <laughs> Work smarter, not harder, right? Okay, the fifth strategy is to stop using a cleaning schedule because they don't work. So say you're supposed to sweep the kitchen on Monday, sweep the living room on Tuesday, sweep the dining room on Wednesday. Well, what happens when on Tuesday you just couldn't get it done? Other things came up that you decided were more important, which is okay, remember, but the sweeping didn't get done. So now on Wednesday, do you not sweep the, the room that was supposed to be swept and do you do the room that was supposed to be done on Tuesday? Or what do you do? You end up feeling overwhelmed. You feel like you're behind and it's not effective. And it's kind of more of a mindset thing. So instead of using a cleaning schedule, we're going to use a rotating rhythm. So for example, my sweeping rhythm is kitchen, living room, dining room, kitchen, office, playroom, kitchen, and it repeats in that way. And if I miss a day, no big deal. I just pick up where I left off. The days don't matter. Okay, the sixth strategy is to split your bigger tasks into smaller, more manageable tasks. So I was having a really hard time keeping up with my bathroom cleaning because frankly, I just don't like cleaning the bathroom. But that's not good for anyone because then the shower's gross and nobody likes that. So I wanted to get more consistent with it, but I knew that I just wasn't gonna commit to cleaning the bathroom 40 minutes every week. It's just not me. So instead, I broke it into more manageable tasks. I split it up into cleaning the toilet one day, doing the sink in the mirror one day, sweeping the floor one day, cleaning the tub one day. And I rotate that on my rotating rhythm and, and it works. And the other thing that I did that I so love is that I attached it to a different routine. So I attached my bathroom cleaning to my shower. So now before, before getting into the shower, I'm already in the bathroom. I'm just going to clean for 10 or 15 minutes and get that one task done for that day. It's worked so effectively for me because now I don't feel like I'm spending so much time cleaning. It's manageable. And I don't know if my husband's noticed, but the bathroom is so much cleaner. The toilet's not smelly. The shower is clean. And it's really nice. I also use this technique with my plants. So I thought that I could water my plants once a, once a week on Saturdays. It would take me like 40 minutes to do all the plants in the house and take care of them the way that they need to be cared for, but I just wasn't getting it done. So I split that big task into smaller, more manageable tasks. I do the plants on the windowsill one day, the plants on the table the next day, the bathroom one day, the office next the next day, and I rotate in that pattern. And it only takes me 10 minutes in my morning routine every day. And it's something that I, I'll do, whereas I wouldn't do the 40 minutes, even though I knew my plants were going to die. But um, it's just more manageable. So do you have bigger tasks that you're just really not getting done or not doing the way that you want to? Where can you split them up and make them 
more manageable? Where can you make them realistic for you? Okay, so the last strategy is to focus. Focus on the task at hand. So when it's time to clean up, when it's time for your rhythm, your routine, turn off your phone. And one thing that I really love, I'm probably a bunch of you do this, but music. I have found that actually listening to classical music has really helped me focus on my cleaning and get it done faster. So I just put on Pandora, Mozart, and I get to it. So turn off your distractions. Don't get distracted with social media or email notifications or text notifications or the TV. Turn off your distractions and focus so you can actually get the cleaning done in the 30 minutes that you have allowed for it. And yes, I know that things may come up, especially if you are cleaning when your kids are when your kids are at home. I get it. Just consider your nourished necessities. Sometimes, yeah, the cleaning is better off putting it aside for a minute and dealing with whatever is coming up. Sometimes the other things should wait and the cleaning should get done. So just think of your nourished necessities and what takes priority and make a decision and stick with it and don't feel guilty about it. Just just do it. Okay, there you have it. Seven strategies, tools, whatever you want to call them to help make cleaning your house easier, manageable, and to help you find balance. Whether you're that OCD mom or that overwhelmed mom, you can find balance in this whole thing. And ladies, I'm super excited to announce that I have a cleaning rhythms workshop in the works. So in the workshop, it's online, it's at your own pace. It walks you through the step-by-step process that I use, that I use with the girls that I coach. There's recorded tutorials to walk you through each step. There's worksheets to make the process clear and easy. There are printables, really pretty printables, printables, that sounds so weird, printables, things that you print, that um, that you plug your rhythms and routines into so you have this really nice visual that you can use as a reference when you're implementing your new rhythms and routines. So this workshop will help you get it all under control so you can manage your house cleaning effectively and keep up with it without it consuming your day. And it's super affordable. And you can walk through the process in a couple hours and have a a set plan, have a set strategy that will work for you. So it launches May 23rd, but you can pre-register to save your spot. And the link is in the show notes. All right, ladies, you are on your way to finding balance with the never-ending house cleaning struggles. They will not be a struggle for you anymore. So implement these strategies. And until next time, I pray that God blesses you with his peace, that he protects your family and fills your heart with joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple Podcasts? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening and may your heart overflow with God's peace and love. God bless.